Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hi, everyone. I'm Ryan Nobles, CNN congressional correspondent in for David Chalian this week. David's on leave until March, so prepare to hear some new CNN voices in the coming weeks. This is the CNN Political Briefing, and here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, January 10th. Former President Donald Trump may have skirted accountability for January 6th when the GOP-led Senate acquitted him in his second impeachment trial last February. But will civil litigation be a viable route to do so? A major test begins today while the House Select Committee continues its investigation. A hearing starts today in the D.C. District Court. Now, the hearing is part of a trio of insurrection-related lawsuits. It will address key questions, including whether Trump and Republicans like Alabama Congressman Mo Brooks can shield themselves from legal fallout because of the First Amendment or their position as elected officials. Now, we should note civil litigation refers to monetary compensation for damages. It doesn't mean criminal charges. Trump and his top advisors haven't been charged with any crimes. Now, several leaders in the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers who've been criminally charged with conspiracy have pleaded not guilty. Democratic Representative Eric Swalwell and 10 other House Democrats, as well as two Capitol Police officers, issued the three lawsuits. In addition to Trump and Brooks, the defendants include Donald Trump Jr., Rudy Giuliani, and the right-wing groups The Proud Boys and The Oath Keepers. Democratic lawmakers say they were threatened by Trump and others as part of a conspiracy to stop the certification of the 2020 election on January 6th. Now, Trump is asking the judge to dismiss the case. He says that allowing lawsuits to go forward would drastically chill political speech. On Sunday, Swalwell spoke more to CNN about the lawsuits. Donald Trump and others are saying that they cannot be sued because they have absolute immunity. Our theory of the case is that there are limits to that. And when you incite and aim a violent mob at the Capitol to stop lawmakers from counting votes and to terrorize them and to hurt police officers, that you're out of bounds. Now, as you just heard, the Democratic representatives' cases specifically focus on the language that Trump and others used directly before the attack. Language like this. You'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. And following the speeches, hundreds of pro-Trump rally goers marched to the Capitol, severely beating law enforcement officers guarding the building and breaking through barricades and windows to get inside. So two Capitol Police officers are suing them as well. Capitol Police officers James Blesengame and Sidney Hemby have been with the force for a combined 28 years. Both officers say they suffered emotional and physical damages from the attack. One says he was crushed against the doors of the Capitol, sprayed with chemicals, and bled from his face. The other said he was slammed against a stone column, which injured his head and back. The lawsuit also claims that Blazingame lost track of how many times he was called a racial slur. They believe that Trump inspired the crowd and should be held accountable. They are seeking at least $75,000 in damages. The work from the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection continues. Members want to hear from people closest to Trump about what occurred that day and the days leading up to January 6, 2021. Ohio Republican Congressman Jim Jordan is one of those people a committee spokesperson is calling a, quote, material witness because he does have information the committee is seeking. 
Committee Chairman Benny Thompson requested Jordan's cooperation in a December letter, saying the panel wants to learn more about communications with former President Donald Trump on January 6, 2021. In a defiant letter sent to the committee Sunday, Jordan indicates he won't meet with the committee. He says in the letter, quote, I have no relevant information that would assist the select committee and said that the committee's request was, quote, far outside the bounds of any legitimate inquiry, violates core constitutional principles and would serve to further erode legislative norms. But we know he was in contact with Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, on January 5th, 2021. That's because the committee has possession of a text message forwarded to Meadows from Jordan that outlined a legal theory that then-Vice President Mike Pence had the authority to stand in the way of the certification of the 2020 election. And we are still waiting on the committee to formally ask former VP Mike Pence to voluntarily appear before the panel. The committee's chairman, Benny Thompson, told NPR that we could expect that ask before the end of the month. A committee aide confirmed to CNN the group is considering this, but is yet to reach a final decision. Another member of the committee, Representative Adam Schiff, told CNN last week that the committee is interested in talking to Pence. He would have, I think, very undoubtedly relevant testimony for us about that pressure campaign. No one would be in a better position really to speak to it than he would. Uh, all of the efforts to get him to violate his constitutional duty uh, to uh, uh, to count the votes uh, and instead uh, reject votes uh, without basis. And so we hope that he'll be willing to do so. Pence certified the 2020 presidential election despite pressure to do otherwise. However, the idea that Pence would voluntarily get involved in the controversy surrounding January 6th again does seem a bit far-fetched. Even though it's 2022, Republicans still push election lies, and that has huge consequences. Recall elections hit a historic high in 2021. In 2021 alone, there were 529 elected officials across the country who faced a recall effort. That, according to statistics kept by Ballotpedia. That's the most since the organization started tracking recalls back in 2012. But there's more to the story, as CNN's Chris Eliza points out. He writes that, quote, while 2021 featured the most recall efforts ever, it's also claimed the title for the least elected officials ever recalled, with just 25 being ousted. That's far below the 80 who were recalled in 2018 and the 82 recalled in 2014. Bottom line, he says, the rise in recalls is here to stay. As we grow more polarized, the recall will likely continue to be the preferred vehicle for people to express their unhappiness with their politicians. There is one Republican politician, however, who just admitted the 2020 election wasn't rigged. Here was South Dakota Senator Mike Rounds on ABC on Sunday. We looked at over 60 different accusations made in multiple states. While there were some irregularities, there were none of the irregularities which would have risen to the point where they would have changed the vote outcome in a single state. The election was fair, as fair as we've seen. Uh, we simply did not win the election as Republicans for the presidency. It would be nice to hear other Republicans talk the way you heard Senator Mike Rounds talk about the election results. But many of them, including their constituents, peddle the big lie, directly or indirectly, despite absolutely no evidence supporting it. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.